Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. When it comes to the subject of salvation, just about everyone I run across will agree that there is no way that you can earn your salvation. I do have the opportunity and the privilege to be able to discuss these things with many people, and it is very unusual to find someone who will not agree with this issue that you cannot be saved by your works. The argument that usually takes place afterwards, however, has to do with how do we now live our daily lives? How are we now going to live the life that we have before us in this relationship that we supposedly now have in Christ Jesus? How do we now live our lives when we get up in the morning and we proceed throughout our day? What are the choices that we are going to make? What are the decisions that we are going to make? Are we going to live a life of repenting from our sins? Are we going to live a life of trying to indulge our flesh? Are we going to live a life as we see fit? Or are we going to live a life in accordance with the commandments of God? These are the kinds of questions that people are asking in light of the salvation that we now have. And the reason why they're asking these questions, I believe, is because they really do not understand the new covenant. Now, the focus of this program is not going to be on what is the new covenant. Instead, I'm just going to take the opportunity to talk about the subject of how do we now live? Do we live a life in terms of repentance and obedience Or do we live a different way of life, a life that I describe as dependency and trust in what he has done, not a life of pursuit of what we hope we may be able to do or what we will be able to stop doing? This is where many arguments come from and many disputes come from because most of what I teach has to do with the new life that we now live in in Christ Jesus our Lord, a new life that is completely different from the old, living in accordance with a new covenant that is not like the old covenant, as the prophet Jeremiah said, that the new covenant is not like the old, and the reason why it is not like the old is, of course, because he has forgiven us of all of our sins, does not hold our sins against us, and therefore does not hold any commandments or laws against us anymore, or for us, depending upon your perspective that we do not live in accordance with repentance and obedience, but we now live in accordance with trust and dependency on what he has done for us. And that really is a completely different way of life. Instead, many arguments that I have with people have to do with things that the Lord Jesus said, and of course, I have no doubt that what he said is what he said, and I certainly distinctly believe in what he has said. However, people are saying that what he said applies to us in ways that I don't believe he ever intended for it to be applied, for these things that he said to be applied. But there are a significant number of people who really want to use what the Lord Jesus said for what I believe is a purpose other than why he intended to say these things, to use them for a different purpose. Many people will say things like, if we want to show our love for God, then we will be obedient to his commandments. 
or if we want to abide in his love, then we will now live a life of obedience to his commandments. Or if we want to be blessed by our God, then we will live in obedience to his commandments. These are the kinds of things that people are thinking. And of course, I sincerely believe that there is an entirely different way of life that has nothing to do with that at all, that we have now been given, that we now have the privilege of walking in. But this is where many people are at. Many people are thinking in these terms. And it is not unfounded. There are passages in the scriptures that do give evidence that perhaps we should live in this way. Consider, for example, John chapter 14, verse 15, where the Lord Jesus himself said in verse 15, that if you love me, keep my commandments. And people get a little bit confused with me quite often because they can tell that I really do deeply have a love for the Lord Jesus. But I do not live a life that has anything to do with trying to live in obedience to his commandments. So there's a little bit of confusion, not because they feel that they are confused in what they believe, but they feel that perhaps I am confused in what I believe, or they are confused as to why I would be devoting my entire life to the pursuit of a relationship with the Lord Jesus when I don't believe what they believe. And I do not teach people, and I certainly do not live myself in accordance with his commandments. But this is something that he did say. He did say that if you love me, then keep my commandments. And so people will look at this and they will use it by saying, now, if you really love the Lord Jesus, if you've been saved, if you really do want to say that you love the Lord Jesus, then you will be obedient. That's what people are teaching. I do not agree with that at all, but this is what people are saying. If you continue to read in John chapter 14, consider verse 21, where he said, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Here in verse 21, the Lord Jesus is suggesting that he will manifest himself to a person who is obedient to his commandments. If you continue on from verse 23, consider John chapter 14, verse 23, where Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Consider John chapter 15, the next chapter, John chapter 15, verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. In John chapter 15, verse 14, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. And so when you consider these verses in John chapter 14 and 15, there seems to be an indication that the Lord Jesus wants us to live a life of obedience to his commandments, a life of obedience to those commandments that describe what we should be doing, and of course a life of repentance that is described by the commandments as those things that we should not be doing. There is the indication that perhaps that he wants us to live in this way. Now, my perception, my belief about what he was intending to say is very different from what many people are teaching that because he has said this, we now, even though we are saved, are to live a life of obedience and repentance to his commandments because that's what he said. But I want you to know that I look at these verses in a very, very different way. When I read John chapter 14, verse 15, for example, where he said that if you love me, keep my commandments. 
To me, this is not an admonition to try to keep his commandments. To me, this is a clear statement that shows that if I do not keep his commandments, I do not love him. In my opinion, in my belief, that is precisely what he was saying. He was saying that I do not love him. That's what he was saying. Now, when it comes to my life in Christ right now, there is no question in my own heart that I have a deep love for the Lord Jesus. But if you were to look at my life, if you were to look at anyone's life for that matter, you would be able to tell that I do not live in obedience to his commandments. And so this should give you an indication that the reason why I love him has nothing to do with the commandments, has nothing to do with my obedience, but it has to do with what he has done for me already. That's a completely different aspect of life, a completely different way of life. Because if you want to read this verse in that context, if you really want to say, if this is what you want to say, that I now live my life in obedience to his commandments to show him that I love him, if that's what you sincerely believe, then it's very easy to demonstrate that you do not love God, that you do not love him. Because if we were to look at your life, are you truly living in obedience to his commandments? And don't respond to that by saying, well, I'm trying to, or I'm getting better at it. I'm asking you sincerely, do you obey, do you keep his commandments? If you say that you do, well then, to me, you are just simply saying that you have no sin. And if you say that you have no sin, then you are definitely a liar and the truth is not in you. That's the bottom line. You do not keep his commandments. You do not love God. You will never keep his commandments. You will never love your God. The purpose of him saying this was not to tell us how we are to live our daily lives. If that was the case, then you are guaranteed to never experience anything, anything whatsoever, except for your own emptiness and depravity. That would be the end result. I sincerely believe that he said this for the purpose of showing us that we do not love him so that we can recognize that we have absolutely no hope whatsoever outside of his grace and mercy. And so what happens is, is that this becomes a verse referring to salvation. And in most cases, people are willing to agree with me that when it comes to salvation, there is no way that we can keep his commandments. But they want to use this verse not for salvation, but for our daily life. But as I'm describing, there is no way you can use this verse for your daily life. And so if you want to use this verse for your daily life after salvation, then this is the point. You are using the scripture for a purpose that it was not intended for. You are twisting and abusing the word of God for a purpose that it was never intended for. And that, my friend, I sincerely believe is a wicked and evil sin, a horrible sin. And I sincerely hope and pray that if you believe this verse has something to do with your daily life now, I sincerely pray that your God will show you the truth that this has nothing to do with your daily life now, and so you do not continue to abuse the word of God, and so you do not continue to misuse and twist the scriptures for your twisted purpose that has absolutely nothing to do with why the Lord Jesus said this. Consider also John chapter 14, verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, 
And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Again, if this is the case, then the Lord Jesus will never manifest himself to you. It will never happen. If you believe that your obedience to his commandments is what's going to enable him to manifest himself to you now in your daily life, if that's what you believe, then I'm here to tell you right now, he will never ever manifest himself to you. And when you go before him in the kingdom of heaven, you will not know him and he will not know you because you did not understand that the reason why he said this was to show you that you have absolutely no hope if you want to try to live your life in obedience to the commandments. Absolutely no hope whatsoever. Consider John chapter 14, verse 23 and 24 again, where Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. Well, sure enough, you will not keep his word, and so the Lord Jesus will not love you, and the Father will not love you. Understand that. The Heavenly Father will never, ever love you. Ever. And there is no way that you will ever be able to experience his love Because you will never, ever obey the commandments of God. You may think that you do, and maybe perhaps through a great deal of argument, I might concede that in certain ways you are obeying some of the commandments, maybe. But certainly not all of them, and it is all of the commandments that he's referring to. It's not the ones that you just pick and choose. It's not the ones that you think that you can handle and just let the other ones slide for now. He's referring to all of his commandments. Don't try to be wishy-washy about this. If you're going to really believe the word of God, believe the word of God. Don't take part of it and pretend that the rest of it isn't there. Consider again in John chapter 15. In John chapter 15, we have the description of the fruit of the Spirit, that if you abide in the Lord Jesus, if you abide in him, then the fruit of the Spirit will be manifested in your life. And then he further qualifies it in verse 10, that you need to keep his commandments. And if you don't, then the fruit of the Spirit will never be manifested in your life. And my friend, that's the point. The fruit of the Spirit will never, ever, under any circumstances, be manifested in your life. Ever. It will never, ever happen. Consider again John chapter 15, verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. That's right. You keep his commandments just as he kept the commandments of his Father. He kept the commandments. He was sinless. He never violated the commandments of God. There was no sin in the Lord Jesus. And the reason why is because he was God. God manifested in the flesh and dwelt among us as the Lord Jesus. And he lived a life not as God, but as a man. And not just any man, but he lived a life as he intended man to live. He, as God, lived life as a man as he wanted man to live. He, being God, lived in complete obedience to the commandments of God that were given to us that define how we are to live our lives and govern our relationships with each other. He lived in perfect, complete obedience to that. And because of that, he certainly did abide in the love of the Father. And you also, you could abide in the love of the Father. You could abide in the love of the Lord Jesus, in reference to this verse, if you were to keep all of his commandments. But you don't. And you won't. And you never will. And that's the point, my friend. And if you don't get it, then I honestly have to say there is absolutely no hope for you at all until you do. And so if you really want to make the decision, 
that he is referring to your way of life today and not referring to the complete depravity that you have and the point that you need to be saved. If that's what you want to believe, then I'm telling you, really believe that. Don't pretend that you believe a little bit of it, and don't pretend that you have some great wisdom in how we're supposed to live in our daily life. You do it. You do it. And one day, I sincerely pray that you'll finally be honest, that you will be honest, and no longer be a liar, and no longer be deceptive, and agree with God that you cannot live in obedience to his commandments. And so you cannot be loved by him, and you will not abide in his love, and the fruit of the Spirit will never be manifested in your life. If you can come to that point, then you can be the recipient of his grace and mercy if you are willing to accept it and enter into a completely different way of life that has been instituted through the new covenant in Christ Jesus. Consider John chapter 15 verse 14 again. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Now let me ask you something. Do you do whatever the Lord Jesus commands you? Are you doing all of those things that he commanded in the scriptures? When he was conducting his ministry, he told you what he wants you to do. Are you doing those things? Now, if you think that you are, again, I'm going to tell you flat out, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. And as far as I'm concerned, you're probably lost and going to hell because you can't do those things. And the purpose of him saying this is quite simple, only to show you that you are not his friend. You are not the friend of the Lord Jesus. You are not his friend. And you may think that he's your friend, but you're not his because you do not obey, because you do not do whatever he commanded you. What were some of the things that he commanded you? Let's let's consider some important commandments that he gave when he was conducting his ministry. Consider Matthew chapter 22 verses 35 through 39 just to consider an example for this moment. Beginning in Matthew chapter 22, verse 35, Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now let me ask you something. Do you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind, do you love him? Well, of course, this could be a very in-depth question because if you really do love him, then you will be obedient to his commandments. And so we have to consider those commandments. And so I'm going to skip that for now. But if you'd like, think about that for a few minutes and ask yourself, do you fully love him with all of your heart, all of your soul and all of your mind? Do you? And if you don't, then, well, there you go. You are not keeping the commandments of God. You are not a friend of the Lord Jesus. He will never manifest himself to you. You do not love him. You will never love him. You will never know his love that he has for you. He will not love you. And you have absolutely no hope whatsoever of knowing him at all, ever. That's the point. That's the point of this. It's to bring you to the point of recognizing your complete hopelessness and so that you can receive his grace and mercy. Consider, however, his second commandment, where he says the second commandment is like it, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Do you love your neighbor as yourself? Do you recognize how much you really do love yourself? And do you love others in the same way? 
not just those who you find are close to you, those who are important to you in your life, but those who are not, even those who you despise, those that you find disgusting, those who you think the world would probably be better off if they weren't even around. Do you love them as much as you love yourself? Do you care for them as much as you care for yourself? If you don't, then you do not abide in his love, you are not his friend, you will never be loved by the Heavenly Father, you will never be loved by the Lord Jesus, and you're giving more evidence that shows that you do not love God, and you never will, until you love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if you feel condemned after what I've been saying here, then the word has had its perfect work. Because that was why he said these things. He said these things for the purpose of condemning everyone. And everyone will be left under the condemnation of God. And that is a very important place for everyone to reach. But as soon as somebody comes to me and asks me, should we be living a life of obedience? What role does repentance have in our life? What role does obedience have in our life? And should we be living in obedience to the commandments of God? When people ask me these questions, there is only one of two options. The first option is is that they sincerely want an explanation with regards to how this fits in to our relationship with our God. And the way that this fits in is having to do with our salvation to bring us to the point of acknowledging that we will never be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven by our obedience. It has to do with salvation. But if a person is not willing to accept that that was what he was intending to say, then there's only one other option, and that is that you are going to have to choose to try and live this way, and you will never live this way, and you will never experience the love of God, and you will never have a relationship with the Lord. Those are your only two options. You either choose the truth or you choose the lie. And my friend, I'm telling you that you can't choose both. If you ask me these questions, it's because you sincerely want to know, or it's because you're trying to stir up an argument suggesting that you can live a life that you can't, that I can live a life that I can't, that somehow we're supposed to take these scripture passages and try to figure out how to apply them into our daily lives, not understanding that there's absolutely no way that that can ever occur. And if that's what you want to believe, if you want to reject my explanation, then, my friend, I'm simply going to tell you that I sincerely doubt that you're even saved. I do. I sincerely doubt that you are. Now, you could very well be saved. I am willing to acknowledge that. But chances are you're probably not. I am willing to acknowledge that you may be saved because I can see in the scriptures that there are many examples of many people who did believe that they were supposed to live a life in obedience to the Mosaic law, and they quite likely were saved. No question about that whatsoever. However, I think the probability is rather small, rather small. And even if you are, even if you are saved, I can guarantee you that you will never, ever experience peace in your life, that you will never know what it is to be loved by your God. You will never, ever know what it is to be at peace with him. And you will never know what it is to walk in your daily life with the fullness of the relationship that you have with him. You will never know what that is. You will never, ever know what it is to be guided by the Holy Spirit living internally within you. You will never have any idea what that means. 
absolutely no idea. And I'm not saying this just because it sounds good to me or because I want to be accusatory or judgmental. I'm telling you this because I know what it is to live the way of life that you're trying to live. I've been there. I've done that. And while I might be new to you, this subject is certainly not new to me. When I first came to know the Lord Jesus, for the first several years, I lived believing that he was telling me that I needed to live my daily life with greater enthusiasm, a life of obedience and repentance, and his commandments and the commandments that were given through Moses were the clear description of how I should be living. And I did live that way as best that I could. And I can tell you out of great honesty that I sincerely pursued it more than you probably ever will even come close to. I did that, and it is unlikely that you'll ever come within the remote proximity in comparison with my life. It is very unlikely. And I'm telling you that it leads absolutely nowhere, that it leaves you absolutely dead and empty. You might be enthused, and that might keep you going for a little while, and you might sincerely believe a lie, but eventually it's going to catch up to you, and you're going to reach the point when you look back on your life and you're going to say something that may sound like this, I feel further away from my God than when I first got saved. That is a very common confession that was not only given by me, but is continually given by many people that I encounter all the time that they say very clearly that they have been living a life in pure devotion and determination and commitment to want to live a life of holiness and sanctification, but they never do, and they find themselves ending up with absolutely nothing. And that's what you'll have if this is the way you want to live, is absolutely nothing. And I know what it is to live a completely different way of life that has been described by the New Covenant, which is a life of trust and dependency on what he has done for me, not on what I think I may do for him. And that is a completely different way of life, one that I will never give up under any circumstances ever, because I know the love of God, and he is my friend, and I am his friend, not because of my obedience, but because of his obedience, and because of what he did and because of the right standing that I have with him, because of what the Lord Jesus did for me already. You've been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 383-53, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80937. Or use the donation link on our website, livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Thank you.